Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories with entrepreneurs around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark. I'm also the founder and chief growth officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing my dear friend, Crystal Carnahan, who is the owner of Zenfully Aware Performance Coaching and Yoga. She is a health and wholeness coach joining us from sunny Florida. Hi, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, as you said, I, I own Zenfully Aware. Um, I kind of shorten it down cause it gets a little bit long and, and it's has evolved into a health and wholeness coaching, uh, company. So I teach yoga, I do coaching and throughout both of those aspects, it's really a holistic a program to, I say, align you from root to crown, uh, that so that you can integrate health and wholeness into your business growth. I love the health and wholeness as opposed to health and wellness. So, thank like you. That. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, right now, what part of Florida are you in again? I'm actually in the Florida Keys. So there's, okay. I'm. I'm in, right at this moment, I'm in Isla Mirada at one of the resorts that I teach yoga at. And um, there's the different islands. I think when you say the Florida Keys, everybody's like, oh my gosh, Key West. And, but there are different aspects to it. And each, each island has a different personality. So you have Key Largo and then Tavernier and then Isla Mirada, then Marathon and then Key West and little ones in between that. But um, as you travel down, um, again, it's, it's just a, a whole different, different world. And, um, it, it's pretty cool. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> I'm not kind of, I am jealous. <laughs> I love the beach. So <laughs> I had to set up, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't not set up in, in this, uh, atmosphere. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, for me personally, when I'm at the beach, I feel like I'm thriving. But what exactly does that word thrive mean to you? Thriving is, again, it's the holistic aspect of each dimension of our lives. So most of us will concentrate, and I say most, I'm, I'm generalizing, um, but as a society, we tend to Um, focus on either the physical or the emotional or the mental or the career or the financial, whereas thriving takes each of those and brings harmony to them. I, I don't believe in balance uh, because there's always like, there's always a shift. There's always this kind of like what is grabbing my attention at the moment. And that will always happen. But I think to have a harmony within all of them, within the environment that you live, within your financial status, whatever that is, whether, whether you're not where you want to be, but, but looking at where you can go and where you can be um, with the emotional health, just how that affects the mental health and the physical health and vice versa for all of those. Uh, so I look I feel like thriving is more harmonious and, and taking in all of it uh, versus like one, 
one at a time or one or the other. I love that. So what obstacles have you personally faced or even professionally when you've been trying to be more harmonious in your own life? Oh my, I don't know if we have that long, but um, no, (laughs) I, the obstacles that I faced were uh, substance abuse, which set me on this path. I was in the restaurant business for about 20 years and, and I took that to an extreme level um, so alcohol was one of those things of, I mean, it's accepted, it's, it's there. And when I became disconnected, that's what I turned to instead of actually feeling and, and looking at what was going on. So that was one obstacle. And then I think just as you start to become more aware, you, you have to, you have to look at things. You have to actually sit in it and, and look at it and like, kind of dissect it a little bit, reflect on it. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like it's, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's harder than starting a workout to actually like look at yourself. I would mm-hmm. rather run a marathon than like sit with myself. And yep. that's not, you know, it, that, that's not in, <laughs> in the thriving mechanism. So um, I think those obstacles and and now there are more challenges that um, that are worked with and embraced versus obstacles that kind of shut you down. Like I said, I think once that awareness, once you become aware, then you can start to kind of make decisions and, and choices and see which pathway actually starts more awareness and actually get you where you want to go versus, um, again, shutting it down or getting stuck or, or being an obstacle as in like, I can't, I can't climb over. I can't dig under, I can't go around. Like what do I do? So, yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I think of, you know, our journey going through the master's program and it's like, you know, first of all, we are forced to create that awareness about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I jokingly say like, oh, I paid, you know, tens of thousands of dollars (laughs) to look in myself, like that whole program. I was, I had no idea that there was going to be so much self-reflection in there. Then you talk about like obstacles and, you know, we were being held accountable to not only get the grades, but to be able to take what we learned and, you know, give other people those tools. So, I mean, I just, I think about that whole journey and sometimes you reflect back and you're like, man, how did I get through all that? (laughs) It can be really intense. Completely. And, and I think that was, that's like the byproduct. Like everybody or I went in, as you were saying, okay, I'm going to get a master's and I'm going to help people. I'm going to, you know, do I don't know, maybe open a business or work for somebody or however this works. But, but the byproduct of what you actually received so much, you know, and I think it's like going into any coaching program or, or any job or what you think you're going to get or what you think you're wanting versus what actually happens is completely different. And <laughs> Absolutely. 
So what are some of the resources that you used, like, as you were going through school and, you know, trying to change the profession that you had? And then even now, as you know, gosh, we've been out for five years. I just realized that. So, you know, in the last five years, what resources have you used to just maintain yourself and just work towards, you know, thriving? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, probably literally everything under the sun, like as, so the way that I went, um, I did my yoga teacher certification at the same time that, that we were going through the master's program. And with that, that brought an even deeper level to, to movement and the particular lineage that I was studying was, was very alignment based. And so not only was I getting that emotional, like, like what the F, but I was getting that physical aspect of where can I take my body and, and how is this all connected? And so the, the main resource is yoga and, and not, not only the physical aspect of it, um, but more so the, the philosophy around it, the, what they, what yoga is intended to kind of bring to your life, which is the holistic Mm -hmm. aspect. Um, you know, not grasping, not, not, not holding on to the outcome, not, not harming people, not, not stealing from people. And when we think of those, those basic things, it's like, of course I wouldn't steal from people, but then we start to think of, well, how do I steal time or how do I steal for myself? Like, where do mm-hmm. I steal my time? Where do I steal my energy? And you start to kind of delve a little bit deeper. So I would say the main, main resource is, is yoga. Um, there, I mean, from Kristen Neff and Compassion to Tara Brock, who does um, uh, self-love, basically, um, to uh, Price Pritchard, who has a book called You Squared, which is like really, really diving deep into, like, if we only use 10% of the, our brain, then how much of our potential are we using? And and anything, if I can use an example, I mean, I came down here, I put a proposal in to, to, to do what I do. It was accepted. I moved down here within a week, not knowing anything about the place, not having visited, not, not really. I mean, it was just like, hmm, that looks cool. Oh, she accepted it. Great. Like, I'll move down. Courageous though. (laughs) And, and thank you. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. But it just goes to show that like, and okay, so I don't have kids, but using what we think are our limitations or our circumstances to say that I can't do something when it's, when it's like, oh my God, let me, let me, let me see what I can do. If I move down there and I hate it and it sucks, then I can always go back like, or go somewhere else. I, I, I like the kids can have a different adventure. They can have a different experience. Um, but to wait for things to happen. The perfect time as people say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wrong. I mean, it was scary. We, we came down with no place to live. And if you've ever had 
no place to live in the Keys. There's about one house per, I don't know, 200 people who want it. So it's like, oh my goodness. it's, it's, you know, everywhere now is, is very, very competitive in the housing market. So um, it, it was an eye opener for sure. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, like just, I, I had business coaching um, that I invested in. I've done um, life coaching that, that, you know, people, I need a coach. So I've had that, like, I, I think at each level that we get ourselves to, there are the mentors and those who can, can guide us to that next place. And I think that's what we are to the people that come to us. Um, and I think that's really important, not as our, as our coaching program said, it's client centric. It's like, how can I help you get where you're going? Mm -hmm. Not telling you what to do to potentially get where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to go back on uh, something. Well, two things that you said. For one, you had said that you had a coach yourself. And I cannot stress how important <laughs> that is for so many people. Like, you know, even therapists, just because you're a therapist doesn't mean you can't use a therapist yourself, you know. And um, two, you have mentioned how, you know, don't steal from someone and you know, you kind of got into, it's not just like stealing physical things. You can steal time, you can steal other stuff. And, um, I went through this program, it was back in 2019. And one of the most profound exercises I've ever done, um, there was about 50 of us in the room and, um, we were basically numbered by how much of a taker we were. And I mm. was from last. So, yeah. And I'm like, I am such a giver. What is going on here? And they're like, you are so withdrawn and have your wall up so much that you're actually taking from us because you're not allowing us to experience yourself. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, Just got goosebumps. Yeah. So I think, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, it's so important to look outside like because you're right we do think oh i would never steal from anyone but so many of us are stealing from everyone and ourselves you know every day so when you create that awareness like once you're aware you're aware there's no going back <laughs> one of the books that i that i suggested is like open your gifts like we we hold these gifts so so close and so deep like mm -hmm have this thing and and it's so special and i'm going to keep it all to myself because instead of as you were mentioning like opening it and giving it to the world because that's what the people need you and mm -hmm. your gifts to to expand their horizons like that's so cool i i absolutely love that <gasps> wow yeah so speaking of your gifts and i mean you're in a extremely, you know, helping profession. Um, and, you know, when you think about coaching, like you had mentioned it before, it's not about telling people what to do, it's, you know, about just helping them create that awareness, giving them, you know, different tools and exposing them to different things. 
So when you kind of think of how you're helping these individuals that you work with, whether you know through yoga, coaching, um, what do you envision your legacy as? And what exactly does that word legacy mean to you? Oh my gosh, I might cry. Um, <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, that was kind of joking, but. Um, Let it out. <laughs> I know, right? Whew. I think legacy for me is leaving like little stardust, like not breadcrumbs, but stardust so that people can see that like when they step on that path with me, then, then the, the, like the, as you get closer to, to whatever it is that they want, the, the stardust kind of brightens. And I want that stardust to be everywhere. I want it to, to, I really, I guess what I want from my legacy is to have women prioritize themselves without guilt or shame or second guessing or no, I can't, or I have this limitation uh, because as you just said, we are becoming a society that has already so many divisions that as women, if we don't take our, take care of ourselves first, there is nothing to, to give. There is nothing to open. There is no light to be, to shine for other people to, to see in their darkness. And um, that legacy is, is so important, especially now because we are seeing a shift in entrepreneurship and, and really uh, like a, a, an opening, an expansion, a, what not what do i want to be remembered for but but what light is is there still shining from from this thing this movement or this this person um so i think that's that's part of it uh, my <laughs> my mom passed away <laughs> when she was 57. So she, there, there was no one at this time, which was 20 years ago, there was no one to, to give her any other option than, than, than what, you know, either the doctor said, or um, there, there was no like, wow, like take care of you first so that you are here to, Oh my gosh. Um, so that you are here to, to keep your light shining. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, it's very sad to think on the selfish end of, you know, she never got to see me get married and she never got to see me graduate. Um, and she never got to see all the, the cool stuff that, that her children did. Um, and on her end, it's 
it was just she she literally gave so much of herself that when she finally like her body was just like i can't do it anymore like I, there's literally nothing left like and so her her body was just like you know i'm pulling the plug and um so yeah i don't know if that answers the question but that absolutely does yeah that absolutely does i mean i think you make such a great point for one about you know you hear like put your oxygen mask on first um but i like how you even take it beyond that and i'm a very visual person so like i think of stars in the sky and you know, you see these stars that are up there and there's always that one that like stands out and it's really bright. And it's like, be that one, you know, like make the others around you more visible, like, you know, beautify the sky or however you want to call it. Um, but I like how you said, you know, make it brighter. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So if you could give any uh, or any entrepreneur any advice um, who, you know, is just trying to get to a point of thriving in their life, what would that advice be? Put yourself first. Um, even before, and, and I, I get a lot of resistance around this, before your family, before your kids, before your, your spouse, husband, significant other whomever you might be relate whatever the relationship is before anyone in your life put yourself first because ultimately the strong like the 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 literal and figuratively the the stronger and more grounded and more aligned you are that is going to to ripple out that is going to make the waves possible for your children and your family and everyone else in your life to, to do what they want to do because one, they're going to see your example and they're going to say, okay, I, I have to, I have to do me first before I can, I can offer anything. Um, and the struggle, there's, there's no struggle. Isn't real. We only make it struggle because either how we're conditioned or, mostly how we grew up we think oh my gosh you know you gotta work for it yeah yeah like and and you sure like there is hard work i'm not saying it in that sense i'm simply saying that struggle is different from hard work and um really giving ourselves permission to not worry about what others are feeling because that's they have the right to to feel what what they want to feel like that's their that's their power mm -hmm. um so yeah i would definitely take care put number one most important person not in a narcissistic way but <laughs> <laughs> in a sense that i can give more when when i'm when i'm whole when yeah. i'm harm in harmony okay i love it Good stuff. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that may have come up, but you didn't share yet? I don't think so. Um, there, no, I, I think, again, I think it's just creating that wholeness, um, creating the harmony and 
and really standing in who you are. Uh, it takes really looking at yourself and, um, and giving of yourself to the world so that, that we can experience all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast and it's so nice to catch up with you after five years. It feels like we just graduated like two years ago, but apparently not. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, to, like from 2020 to now, I think it's like those are the forgotten years. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if those are counted. So I totally, yeah, I was like, oh my God, five years. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, wait a second, is 2022 minus 17, like really <laughs> five years ago? But yeah, wow, Madness. that's crazy. Time flies, but yeah. it's all good. Yeah. So how can our listeners find you online? I am on um, Instagram as Crystal Coach One. I'm on LinkedIn as Crystal Carnahan. And I'm on Facebook as Crystal Carnahan as well, uh, zenfullyaware.com. We do have a website. I don't know if it's really functional, but I don't really send people there, but you can see my pretty face on there if you would like. Uh, but no, I, I really, I mainly am on Instagram and, and LinkedIn. Okay. So, you know, I, I know a company that does websites. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Put it in there. Put it in there. I We might have to discuss. Yes. Sounds good. Well, thank you again for joining me today. And I so wish I was there in person with you uh, one day. So. And I was going to say, if anybody is in the Keys, please, please uh, look me up because it, it's really special. And if you ever want to get away, that's, you know, kind of still in the States, but a little tropical. I would love to, uh, I'd love to meet everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I'd also like to thank our music sponsor, Stephen Lamar Moore, who actually created the music for our podcast. So thank you, Crystal, and you take care. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. And thank you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs>